This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Appreciate all you guys who follow us on the Pony Stampede podcast, which is about to heat up because... It's spring ball time, and SMU is beginning spring practice on Thursday. We'll hear from Sonny Dykes after practice, and we'll get our first look at the quarterbacks that are set to compete. Tons of new faces on the offensive side of the ball to look at uh, between early enrollees and transfers. And then, of course, the new defensive staff will be out there as well uh, for SMU and trying to get that defense ready to take that next step in 2021 uh, as SMU once again looks to contend for an AAC title. We'll be there to cover it all for you guys, but one thing I wanted to do before that is roll out two editions of the Pony Stampede podcast, and the first one is your spring offensive preview, and then the second one is your spring defensive preview. So you'll get these on back-to-back days, Wednesday and Thursday, and then uh, we'll give you guys a another Friday edition of the podcast recapping really what we learned from the first day or so of spring practice. SMU will go Thursday and Friday. Thursday is the one that's open to us, the media, to get a look at the team. And then from there, uh, we'll have open practices for the media to watch on Tuesdays and Thursdays. There are also two open practices in Ford Stadium that you guys can catch on April 17th and April 30th. I believe those are the uh, correct dates. We can check Twitter, uh, and and we also have the dates all on Pony Stampede for you guys uh, as far as uh, the spring practice dates that they that they released over there. So, look, we'll get, like I said, our first look at uh, the new defensive staff, but let's start with the offensive staff, and, or the offensive side of the ball, and really, I think, what everybody wants to talk about, which is the quarterback competition as we preview the offensive side of the ball. It's three guys, Derek Green, Tanner Mordecai, and Preston Stone, all with about as different of backgrounds as you could imagine in this quarterback competition. You've got Derek Green, who, I'll be honest with you guys, probably is not going to win this job. Former walk-on, son of former NFL quarterback Trent Green, who's been in the program uh, for three years now, didn't uh, complete a pass, or or, uh, I believe uh, didn't drop back in 2020, um, with Shane Bouchelle at the helm, but did in 2019, went one of three, threw an interception. Um, so n- nothing really great after he redshirted in 2018, but he is in the competition. And then there's Tanner Mordecai, the top-rated transfer quarterback on 24-7 sports. Last year for Oklahoma, completed 32 of 40 passes, that's 80%, for 395 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception, and just four games of action. And then you've got Preston Stone, the number five rated dual threat quarterback in the country coming out of Dallas Parish Episcopal. He's an SMU legacy. He's been as highly touted as it gets as far as quarterbacks uh, going wire to wire from his high school career, uh, the start of it to the end. Um, finished in the top 247, won two state championships with Parish. 
and really, I think, got better over the course of his career. Obviously, we'll have some things to iron out as far as adjusting to the speed of the game. But like I said, this three-headed quarterback competition for Garrett Riley in the offense uh, is about as uh, diverse as, as far as experience as it goes. But let's focus on Tanner Mordecai and Preston Stone. I think both have above uh, above uh, average athleticism compared to Shane Bouchelle. Both can extend plays, make plays with their feet, move around a little bit more. And I think that's important as SMU transitions to the post-Shane Bouchelle era. Shane Bouchelle, I thought, was the, the perfect fit for what SMU needed when they were going through the transition to Sunny Dyke. Somebody who was fairly consistent, got the ball out, didn't make a lot of mistakes. And now this is the time with this offense that both of these quarterbacks and Tanner Mordecai and Preston Stone can extend plays with their feet, make plays on the run. And if they can transition to their, their game to the AAC coming down from the Big 12 and up from the high school ranks, if they can transition their their accuracy, their timing, uh, their, their throws, uh, SMU is going to be very good again on offense. I, I would say Tanner Mordecai has the upper uh, the the edge going into this quarterback competition. He's got the experience. He's got uh, that winning pedigree from a uh, a program that's been to the college football playoff. Uh, Preston Stone also has a winning pedigree with his two state championships, capping his high school career. But I just think the veteran is probably going to win out just taking an early look at this competition. But Sonny Dykes has been through this with Jared Goff at Cal, who came in as an early enrollee in Sonny Dykes' first year at Cal. And by the by week one, Jared Goff was a starter as a true freshman, went on to be a first overall NFL draft pick. So Tanner Mordecai, I would say right now, is the one going into spring ball and eventually fall camp with the, the edge over Preston Stone and Derek Green. But Again, it will be a quarterback competition, and Sonny Dykes and his staff are known to just let competitions go and see see what happens. So this will be as entertaining as it gets, I think, over the course of spring ball, especially since we have access to it. And whoever starts week one for SMU will have truly earned it. Now, for SMU in the spring, I think it's important to note that TJ McDaniel running back who was injured on the first offensive snap against Memphis, and wide receiver Reggie Robertson are both sitting out spring ball, uh, recovering from their injuries sustained uh, against Memphis. And that's with hopes of them being ready to go for summer. Uh, Sonny Dykes addressed that uh, when meeting with the media on, on Pro Day and said that he expects those guys to be ready to go for June, which is a good sign for SMU. They're just obviously being very careful with two critical players for SMU. But what it allows is it allows Ulysses Bentley and Tyler Levine to get more snaps at running back, which I think is important just from a rep's perspective. But at the wide receiver position, it gives others opportunities to make plays, to step up, to get those extra reps, to show why they should get the snaps uh, come fall camp and eventually in the season. Because when Reggie Robertson went down, this receiver group lost its edge. And part of that was Rasheed Rives battled through injuries and, and Knicks and um, probably a little over usage in a way because he had to run so many routes without Reggie Robertson out there and other receivers behind them stepping up. Danny Gray was getting used to major college football for the first time, battled through some injuries. And Austin Upshaw uh, is another one that I think could come on this spring as well as he was fairly consistent when targeted. And then this is where the receiver group gets interesting. You have guys like Kiki Burns, TQ Jackson, Calvin Wiggins, Parker Stone, 
and then newcomers like Jordan Curley and Dylan Goffney that are joining the fold as well. And there is opportunity galore for players to step up. And this is the time to show uh, why you should get snaps in fall camp and and be uh, somebody that the coaching staff can trust heading into uh, the summer and in the fall. And this is where I see somebody like Kiki Burns being able to step up. He had a real strong finish of the year. I was talking with David Grew after the season, and you know he told me that one. You look at Kiki Burns, and he and he suffered a season-ending injury game one of his true freshman year. He's playing on special teams against Arkansas State. And he goes down for the year, and then. He gets really hit with COVID protocol early on in the 2020 season. That derails his start. Then you look at the way he finished down the stretch for SMU. He only had three receptions for 33 yards. Uh, you know, again, kind of down the stretch playing more. And he had one, you know, nice 28 yard reception against SFA early in the year. But he's the big body receiver that they kind of miss in a way. Somebody who's physical, got an edge to him in a way. He played both sides at Pittsburgh. Uh, and and really did it all for them in the high school ranks. But I look to him as maybe somebody who could really break out for SMU this spring on the offensive side of the ball. I think he's somebody that is working towards being ready to do that. And then you look at the tight end room, and it's a total wide-open position. You've got Oklahoma transfer Grant Calcaterra, Arizona State transfer Nolan Matthews, Texas Tech transfer Simon Gonzalez, and then the returners in Tommy McIntyre and Ben Redding uh, trying to replace – Kylan Granson, uh, who is off to the NFL. And I think Grant Calcaterra is your one to kind of circle there. Nolan Matthews has a ton of upside as well. And I think Simon Gonzalez is a good depth guy to start until he can show what he can do um, after you know spending a couple years at Texas Tech. The offensive line is the position I'm most interested to see what they do with this spring. They return all, st- all five starters up front, as well as multiple guys who have made starts in the past. Jalen Thomas, Hayden Howerton, Alana Lee, Justin Osborne, Bo, Bo Morris, Marcus Bryant, Cam, Marcus Bryant, Cameron Irvin, Daniel Sanike, and Kobe Bryant have all made starts for SMU in the past. And then you've got younger guys like Branson Hickman, Ben Sparks, Marcus Bryant, Tyler Bailey, Aaron Smith, Marcus Smith, Dimitri Jordan, and Dalton Perdue, who are all from that 2020 class that they brought in for A.J. Ricker. And... You know, some of them are starting to come around the corner. This is a time for AJ Ricker to experiment, try new combinations, try to get the best five out there and the and the five that's going to fit best. Because as we saw with somebody like Marcus Bryant coming on late in 2020 and trying to make uh, that um, uh, that that right tackle position really switch over uh, to him. This is where the competition could really heat up. He's had another year uh, or another, uh, you know, he's had an offseason with Kaz Gazzotti uh, a few months here in the weight room to push Bo Morris. And Bo Morris has started a lot of football games for SMU, but maybe is he slotted better at right guard? Uh, you also have Thalen Robinson, the Missouri transfer, coming in this summer. So the offensive line is probably the most interesting group because Branson Hickman is just on the verge, I think, of being ready to play for SMU. Uh, it's just a matter of will it be this year or will it be next year uh, when when the uh, older guys are gone in front of him because he's pushing. And he was really one of those guys maybe set to break through in the last two games of the year. Ben Sparks was somebody that A.J. Ricker identified to me as being ready to go late in the season and was going to get some reps in some of those uh, late season games. So 
this is a group that I'm going to be watching probably as close as any on the offensive side of the ball uh, this this spring. I mean, obviously, it's hard not to watch the quarterbacks, but this is uh, the offensive line is going to be key to SMU, and and you want quarterbacks that obviously are going to be difference makers, like Shane Bouchelle was for SMU. Um, but this is a talented enough skill position group uh, for SMU on the offensive side of the ball that they can make a lot of these guys look good in general. And then I think the big thing, though, for SMU in spring practice is becoming more physical. And this goes offense and defense, but especially offensively in the trenches, being able to get one yard, being able to establish their physicality at the line of scrimmage. And it also goes for the wideouts. Um, it goes for the running backs, uh, you know, being physical, running the football, being physical on the edge, blocking, uh, having that toughness as well to battle through things. I, I think with the way things are trending kind of towards a, a return to normalcy, I mean, we will even, you know, the media will even be allowed out there this spring. This is a chance for SMU to get back on schedule as far as adopting the physicality that Sonny Dykes wants, adopting uh, the the attitude that they want, and then also another year of taking uh, A.J. Ricker's mentality on the offensive line and a continuity with Garrett Riley calling the plays. And while you're working with new quarterbacks, uh, it's uh, certainly an exciting time uh, for the offense to to get a full spring. I think that, you know, kind of hurt them in, in so many ways uh, heading into the 2020 season. And now they'll kind of get, get back on track. I mean, if you watched any of the videos or have seen any of the guys posting on social media about how they're looking or whatever, uh, it, it's clear that they needed that time with Kaz Kazadi. They got it. Uh, and now on the offensive side of the ball, they'll be able to show uh, how much it's really paid off for them. And, um, you know, that that's kind of the big thing is physicality, toughness, uh, that edge. I think this, this spring is going to be a chance for SMU to really, really push that physicality, that toughness. Uh, and, and, and offensively, it starts up front uh, and, and just toughening up that group. And I think as the younger offensive linemen come along, that's where you're going to see the competition really emerge and make, you know, guys like Jalen Thomas really show what he's capable of because when he's playing at his best, he's a potential NFL draft pick. And, but there's younger guys that have that potential as well. And they just needed more time in the program. They didn't get really fall camp. They didn't get a normal summer uh, of workouts with the team. They were kind of split uh, during the pro COVID protocol. So now it's time to get back on track with the development of this team. It starts up front, up front offensively for SMU. So that's probably what I'm most excited to see. Um, but that is kind of a brief spring preview podcast for you for the offensive side of the ball. But as we as we shut it down, I, I want to take a moment and, and just uh, send condolences. Uh, as I got up to record this this morning, learned of Jamal Powell's passing. And um, former SMU offensive line coach on Sonny Dykes' first staff, uh, and and has battled um, through health problems uh, over the course of uh, uh, the last few years, and and really, um, you know, just uh, devastated uh, to hear about it. He was a a wonderful man, a wonderful uh, developer of young men uh, in the college game, um, and it is. Uh, it's really sad to see him lost just far too soon and the outpouring of support is already rolling in and, you know, Sonny Dykes kept him on staff in an analyst role and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's devastating to see somebody lost, uh, this early and, uh, especially somebody, um, who had so much, uh, left to give. So, 
uh, want to send thoughts and uh, prayers uh, as as we close out this edition of the podcast to uh, Jamal Powell's family, friends, past players, coaches, just everyone uh, who got to know him. And I was one of the lucky people that got to know him as well and, and just somebody who always had a smile on his face and had a positive attitude. So um, thoughts and prayers go out to him. Uh, we'll be back uh, with another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast on Thursday, but um, want to close out the uh, podcast with, uh, like I said, just thoughts and prayers to the entire Jamal Powell family and friends and, and all those um, hurting from his loss. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.